0: Here, of Torchwood, it's some kind of British intervention agency. Gwen Cooper and Captain Jack Harkness.
1: Down!
2: Captain Jack Harkness, nice to meet you. The
3: Torchwood Institute investigates the unusual, the strange,
4: and the alien. When are you let me go? My sentence was carried out successfully. It's not indestructible,
3: just undying.
2: What if you detach the head?
5: Yeah? Yeah. So walk.
4: The amazing thing about the miracle is that it happened to everyone at the same time.
6: These are the times that make men stride across the skin of the world. This is
5: the truth.
7: the whole world to see
6: if you're the best england's got to offer then god help you i'm welsh
8: hello everyone this is rico and you're listening to treks in sci-fi that was a little uh, preview there for the new season season four uh of torchwood uh that started on the bbc and is now being funded uh quite a bit by the stars network and the first episode of this new series or season called miracle day uh, started on friday night i saw the first episode i'll talk about that uh, upcoming on the podcast uh and uh well but the big topic <laughs> uh for this week we're gonna look at a voyager a star trek voyager episode from season five the episode we're gonna look at is called the disease this is kind of a Harry Kim focused episode, and it's just kind of a one-off episode. I thought it'd be fun to to look at. I, I think Harry Kim sometimes get a little, he gets a little bit of the short stick. Doesn't get a lot of episodes that that revolve around him, but this one I thought would be fun to look at. So that will be uh, the main sh- show and topic. We're gonna play the episode and comment along as I watch it, and. Or now you guys can all watch it on Netflix, right? I think it's all working, at least for those in the U.S. Uh, sorry for you uh, people outside of the country, but uh, you'll have to wait a bit longer, I guess. So uh, let's, uh, let's just get rolling. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast.
9: Scotty, beat me up.
1: Fascinating.
10: Stand by to receive our transmission.
8: Well, welcome again to the podcast, everyone. Thank you for joining me, Rico, on, uh, well, another week of Trek's and Sci-Fi. I don't think I said this in the opening, uh, so I'll say it now. <laughs> kind of goofed up there. But uh, today will be uh, podcast 339. It is July the 10th, 2011. Uh, so what's everyone been up to? I, for those in the States, we had our big Fourth of July weekend last week. I, I You know it around my neighborhood for some reason this year it's mostly because Kaylee is hating the fireworks but they seem to be still going on here every night there's a little bit especially let's see on Friday night a couple nights ago there was a lot and I you know I guess people haven't blown up all the things they wanted to blow up yet so it's still going uh, it's it gets to be a little annoying a little bit after a while I'm all for celebration and all that that's great but uh, come on it was a week ago folks Let, let's get over it now okay um, what else has been going on? Not too much. This week was pretty pretty quiet. I had a short work week. Took an extra day off after the 4th and so I only had 3 days of work, which was kind of nice. Uh my son started my older son started his new job this week. And uh it's he's having a few bumps at the beginning. Any new job is a few is a little bumpy at first, but I I think he's uh think he'll uh, eventually adjust it's it's new he's he's only worked in a lab in a university so now he's working for a company and kind of an industry and it's a different experience but i think a good one for him so and uh been playing with my ipad a little bit more uh it, it's it's difficult sometimes to find the time I, I, as always for a lot of things but i i find uh you know each evening, you know, trying to carve out a little time, trying to few, try a few new things. I am finding, uh, you know, everyone has their own recommendations for apps and and games and and you know whatever on there. And some of this stuff, I like. I downloaded, for example, this thing called Frogs. I think it's just called Frogs. Last night, that had all these great reviews. I don't know. It was about you know almost five stars on on the App Store and all this good stuff. And it was free, so that's always a good you know you're always willing I wish almost every app had at least a trial period associated with it like 10 days or a week or whatever I bought a couple things so far not they don't cost that much but I have bought a couple things that I've kind of regretted and didn't really care for but anyway this frogs thing is I guess you breed frogs and you create little habitats for them and they hop around and do all this stuff but it's sort of like frogs farmville which I never got into farmville but it's you know, it's one of those kind of games where you build this little frog world and all this, and you got to check back with them and feed them and do all this stuff. And I don't know, myself, I'm not really that interested in it. That seems to just kind of want to pull you in all the time. Oh, sorry, got uh, interrupted there for a second. Yeah, you know, those kind of games just want to, they, they want you to come back each, each you know, so often and do things. And it it's, you know, even MMO games to me don't have that kind of, need or feel that you have to go in all the time. I mean, at least I've never been that way. I, I guess if you're in a guild and you do regular things that you have that. but so um, you know, as far as the games, I've been trying to look for things that don't involve that. And uh, I got this one last night that was kind of fun called Cave Bowling. It's kind of a little Angry Birds, like you get these little puzzles, and you got this caveman, and he rolls his bowling ball through different little um, setups of things. And and, uh, it's not just bowling, bowling, but you got to get little pins down, but there's little uh, obstacles to go through and stuff like that. And, you, you know, you get one screen of... Uh, a, a little challenge, and then you get another one, and another one, and it wasn't super hard, which is you know, for me at least, I get frustrated sometimes at those games. If after two or three of them, of the screens, you then you get to one that just seems really hard and impossible. So that was fun, and uh, you know, I'm trying to get into um, doing some more other things on the iPad. Like, uh, I, I, I finally got uh, Photoshop Express, I think it is, do photo editing on there. And I want to get set up so I can, you know, update the website easier and and, and stuff like that. I haven't gotten into the... Uh, getting GarageBand or the iMovie app or anything like that stuff yet? The, kind of holding off on that. Uh, I want to get a little better feel for stuff. I I finally rearranged all my little apps and icons last night, which was which was good. And uh, it's uh, but it's yeah, it's a lot. Uh, and it, it's uh, you know any recommendations people have, please send me an email treksf at gmail.com. I know we've been talking a lot about the iPad and apps on the forums uh, over the last few weeks, especially. Uh, since uh, I got it and a lot of other people have got an iPad on the forum and uh, more every day and it's uh, you know it's a fun little tool I again I still find it has limitations certainly it, it, it's I'd never feel comfortable I don't think at this point unless probably maybe I bought a keyboard and even then I don't know. But, like, if I was a business-type person, I don't think I'd feel comfortable with only using that instead of a regular computer or a laptop still. There's just some—you're just kind of locked down by various things. And I know there's people out there that think you can get all, you know, little add-ons and extras and certain apps to do everything you need, but— you, should you really have to do that? I mean, I think it's a great little entertainment tool. I love, you know, popping up Netflix and watching a little thing with the thing just with the iPad on my lap. But, uh, you know, for what I would call more regular business-type use, it just seems a little not it, – it's just a little awkward. This idea that these companies are handing and giving out iPads to their employees, I just really wonder if that's the best, uh, you know, way to spend the money. You can get an awesome laptop for the for the price of a uh you know, well, let's just say a laptop plenty capable of doing a lot of business stuff uh, for the price of an iPad. So it's just my, you know, I still think it's a great device, but I think still think it has a particular set of uses that uh, I don't think are really business-oriented. Perhaps maybe one day that, you know, Apple will create a more business-oriented uh, iPad, and, and maybe there are people who think it already is and can be used that way. I don't know. Uh, perhaps uh, it's just... I guess I'm so used to keyboard. That's the one thing, and I and I suppose if you got a keyboard with it, and and then set it up almost like a laptop on a little stand, then then in essence you have the same thing. So, didn't really mean to spin off into talking about that so much, but <laughs> that's the way it goes. But I'm i lo- I'm enjoying it a lot. It's it's a lot of fun, and it's great to have a portable device uh, in the house. It's really the first time I've ever personally had anything portable like that uh, in terms of computing. I've never actually had a laptop of my own and uh, so that's kind of it's kind of fun and uh, I'm enjoying it so and we had uh, a big event on Friday of course the last shuttle mission the Atlantis launched with a crew of four uh, from Florida here in the US and uh, the launch looked like it went off real well they had a little delay uh, at, at the 32nd or so mark to to check on uh, I think it was the gantry or some piece of that if it had completely retracted out of the way but, it, you know, the countdown resumed pretty quickly, and then it was on its way, Atlantis, the last space shuttle mission. And, uh, you know, they had a lot of celebrities, George Takei, Michelle Nichols, uh, they watched the launch. And, uh, you know, a lot of people down there, I think, to see the last one. I, I would have loved to have seen one at some point, but it just, it, it, they're so hard to predict. It's not, you know, there were lots of launches that were delayed. You know, you'd, you'd fly down there, or go down there, and then, you know, there'd be... A delay like the last launch was delayed, I think, a month, maybe, something like that, between you know some of the things they found at the last minute that they had to take care of. So, uh, But that went off real well. Uh, let's switch over to some regular news, uh, sci-fi, and other things to talk about Trek and, and that. Uh, the uh, one story that I want to pass on, a little heads-up kind of thing, uh like I mentioned there, some sci-fi for the summer is coming back on Torchwood. Uh, the season four uh, first episode aired here. I guess in the BBC they're getting it about a week later. Uh, there are various reasons for that, I suppose. But I think Stars is is picking up the tab, so they wanted some exclusive rights for a little while, maybe for a week. And then it'll be showing over there. Of course, there are other ways to get these shows. I found out something I didn't realize. Uh, thanks to, I think Chris pointed this out on the forums. If you are a Netflix subscriber, but you don't have perhaps Stars in your, you know, your cable package, you can watch. Uh, if you have Netflix, you can watch Stars uh, live streaming. Basically, whatever Stars is showing at the time. But you've got to do this. As far as I know, you got to do this at a regular PC. I think it's only Windows some type of Windows PC, and you've got to do it you know, at a regular computer. You can't, I don't think, do it in an iPad or from a uh, PlayStation or, or Xbox or TiVo or any of those kind of devices. You've got to actually sitting, be sitting at a computer. You go to Netflix, and I think I put a link on on the forum about it. I think it's Netflix and then slash stars or something like that or Star streaming. You, you just go there and do a Google search or something, and you'll, you'll be able to find it. And you can see a live uh, stream. I think it's in some kind of Windows media format is why you need, I think, a Windows-based computer. But anyway, I watched the first episode of Torchwood. It it takes a little bit of time to get going. The whole Miracle Day thing is an interesting concept of this. uh, And this is all in the previews of basically all of a sudden on Earth, no one is dying. You know, you get in a bad accident, you don't die. You have a Uh, you know, some kind of a disease and you just don't die. And no matter almost what happens to you, you're you're not dying. And then, of course, the Torchwood folks get pulled into this whole thing because of their experience with strange things like that. Uh, We've got Captain Jack and Gwen basically back. They're the uh, kind of remaining members of Torchwood at this point in time. So they they get involved in it. And uh, it's an ongoing story. They don't complete this in the first episode. Again, I I don't don't think that's too much of a surprise so it's it's kind of setting some things up but I I, I just I really enjoyed Torchway the first other, the other seasons the first uh, I guess three the previous seasons and uh, this one looks fun I think the characters are interesting especially Captain Jack I like a lot so uh, definitely recommend that suggest that to, to everyone I think it's regularly airing on stars on Friday nights and uh, we've got sci-fi shows back tomorrow on the sci-fi channel we have actually three of them, I believe, uh, which is going to be a pretty big sci-fi night on Monday nights now on the Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, We've got uh, the return of Warehouse 13, Eureka, and this new show called Alphas. So uh, that's all coming on July 11th tomorrow on Monday nights. I think they're all going to be back, or at least two of them back, one of them new. So check that out on the Sci-Fi Channel. And now I'm going to play uh, Switching Gears, and this will allow me to take a little break, get a little uh, green tea in me. Uh, I'm going to play the, um, there is uh, a new um, season, and I haven't talked about this game in a while, but Star Trek Online, which I, I, I keep saying on and on again that I want to get back and playing it, and this might be a good time to. Uh, the Star Trek Online, which started about, I guess about a year and a half ago, Cryptic's, uh, mmo trek game has just created or started this new season four uh which their idea with these seasons for star trek online is when they add new content and as far as uh as i know so far that all this new content has been free so if you're a regular paid subscriber it's not like it's an expansion it's all been added content to the game if you're a regular subscriber and paying your monthly fee But the new season has added some changes to its ground combat. And I thought, uh, just for some fun, I'll play you uh, some of the people that are working on this. It's about a two minute clip, and them talking about their changes to the game for Star Trek Online in Season 4, which has been dubbed uh, Season 4 Crossfire.
4: Greetings Star Trek online players. I am here to talk to you about something new and exciting in season 4. When we launched the game, players and critics identified ground combat as a problematic area in STO. When you are dealing with an away team and so many moving targets, traditional tab and click targeting proves to be very challenging. That is why we're introducing a new simple point and shoot option that we call shooter mode. If you choose to use the optional shooter mode, you no longer have to tab target, you can just point and shoot. Shooter mode is all about acquiring your target quickly. You can pick one target, fire on it, and then move on to another target seamlessly. One of the things that's always bugged me in STO is that all the ground weapons pretty much look and feel the same. The weapon that I would choose to use was really based on how much damage it could deal. So one of the things that we're introducing in Season 4 is that each and every weapon now has a clearly defined purpose. You will be compelled to use different weapons for specific situations. This adds an entirely new level of strategy to ground combat. We took the opportunity to update all the ground powers, making them faster and more intense. Prepare to take aim and fire Star Trek Online Crossfire.
8: Yeah, so uh, I may have to uh, load up and and get back into Star Trek Online. It's uh, it looks like they've got a lot of added content and changes to the game, and uh, just some cool stuff. And you know, I I still don't know. I know there was. maybe a month, maybe a little more ago, probably more than that, I think, where it was announced that uh, Cryptic had been sold to uh, a game company in, uh, I think it was China, a Chinese game company, and they, you know, the question, of course, came up because uh, Cryptic is is um, the makers and, and run Star Trek Online is what was going to happen to the game. So far, it looks like they're just continuing business as usual and things are moving along. Uh, it's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what the future holds, but I guess, you know, the game is pretty inexpensive right now to pick up the game itself, and then you just got to pay the monthly fee, so, uh... You know, maybe it's worth it. And I, I have a feeling they got a, a fairly steady player base. So who knows? Maybe it'll continue for a while. I kind of hope so. I, I think the game has a lot going for it and a lot of potential. I just think they had a few rough edges, especially to start with. And, uh, you know, it, they've been definitely working on improving and adding things to the game, which is always good to see. So, next up, I want to talk a little bit about a new uh, fan film type series, a very uh, parody, comedy oriented one, sort of related to Trek. And this is called Voyage Trekkers, and you can find out information about them. They have a website over at, guess what, voyagetrekkers.com. It looks like it's basically set uh, aboard a starship, and the idea is that there's this galactic union of uh, vessels. They don't call it the Federation or Starfleet. But it's very Star Trek looking and oriented. And uh, they, uh, they're they basically not the, the best crew, let's just say. Uh, they're the bottom of the barrel, kind of. And, and let me play uh, a short, this is about a minute long, just a little trailer uh, for this uh, show. It's going to be starting on, it looks like uh, they're going to do... Very short episodes, maybe like three minutes long, and they're going to start uh, up on YouTube in about a week uh, on Monday, July eighteenth. Sorry, not July eighth. Monday, July eighteenth on YouTube. Uh, you can uh, again search for them under Voyage Trekkers. Uh, they also uh, go. Uh, they're being made and produced by this group. I think they're based in out in the Southwest, in like New Mexico. I'm trying to read the story here as I talk to you about this. Uh, but the, the other name uh, that they're known, one of the, uh, the groups, the comedy, I, let's see. Okay, here we go. Phoenix-based Squishy Studios uh, and Inside the Creative Minds Media. So anyway, here is some of uh, Voyage Truckers, the trailer for this new comedy parody uh, web series.
4: Listen up. We represent the Galactic Union. So I don't care how ugly these aliens
3: are. I don't care what they smell like. I don't care how stupid their culture is. We're gonna keep it professional. I'm in the middle of something right now. I, I'm about to make an entry with the uh, Captain's log.
7: i so much.
8: Yeah, a little hard to tell from uh, that audio part of the preview there what it's like, but this looks pretty high, high, highly or high high level done. I mean, I think the people doing the acting and the comedy bits in in this look pretty professional. So uh, the uh, the guy, the commander, uh, looks like he's had definitely some acting experience. And anyway, uh, check this out. I will uh, be posting. I think I posted a link to it on the main uh, and Sci-Fi website. And just uh, I'll keep you posted on that or you can t- I know there's a thread I started on the forum as well. And if you're not a forum member, hey, send me an email and I'll sign you up again. I've kept the registration uh, closed officially on the forum. But if you'd like to join the forum, all you've got to do is send me an email. TrekSF at gmail.com and let me know what username you want. And I'll get you set up uh, with an account to be a forum member. And also uh, just, you know, let me know. I also, what am I talking about? (laughs) I need to take a short break again. And uh, while I do that, I am going to play for you. uh, This is Rick Moyer, our buddy Rick Moyer. Uh, parody song master extraordinaire uh, who does that great uh, podcast called Take Him With You and other things. Uh, All kinds of cool stuff he's got going on these days. But anyway, he took a little time out of his busy schedule and he sent us in this, uh, which are some comments uh, about the uh, recent, uh, it's been out about a month now almost, uh, the Green Lantern movie starring Ryan Reynolds. And I know Rick went to see this recently. So here are his comments and thoughts on Green Lantern and I'll be back with a couple more little things and then we'll get into today's uh, Voyager episode.
9: Hey Rico and everybody at Treks and Sci-Fi this is Rick Moyer, Moyer 777 from the forums and I wanted to to well I'm not going to comment on the Voyager episode because well I will just for a second I'll just say I really like this one so thanks for reviewing it Rico I've been loving the classic Treks and Sci-Fi lately it's just been really really good loving it digging it okay What I wanted to do was talk about the movie Green Lantern. Now, when it first came out, um, I heard a bunch of really bad reviews on it. And so I had debated whether I would actually go see it in the theater or not. Because the previews looked awesome when I went to other movies. And I I really wanted to see it. So uh, my son, Andrew, took me to the movies for Father's Day. Uh, it was a, a belated Father's Day present because we were busy over the Father's Day weekend. So just last week, we went to see Green Lantern. Actually, I was going to go see Super 8. That's what we had our hearts set on. But as we drove over there, my wife called and said, Hey, we'll meet you at the movies. What, what do you want to go to? And Catherine was with us, and she said, Well, I'd like to go see Green Lantern because that, you know, the, the guy that plays Green Lantern. Well, never mind. I won't go into that. But anyway, we go to the Green Lantern movie, and we get in, and we sit down. And it starts. And I, you know, it wasn't as bad as everybody said. First, um, the special effects rocked. The movie looked stunning. And it was everything I could have hoped for as far as that was concerned. Now, I've, I've, I've not read the Green Lantern um, comic books or anything like that. I've just watched like the cartoons. And, and I liked him on Super Friends, you know, Hal Jordan and everything. It was just cool. So when I sat in the movie theater and watched it, I was, I was pretty much blown away by the effects and how cool it was to bring Green Lantern to life. So I was cool with all that. That was awesome. Now, I have to admit, there was a few times during the movie that I laughed out loud over the horrible, awful dialogue. They, whoever wrote the story or the, or the screenplay, I don't know. They, I don't know how they got away with that. It was just pretty sad and pretty horrible. And there were times when it was laughable. I mean, seriously, laugh out loud type of lines. And you go, what did they just say? That's just ridiculous. But, um, you know, I overlooked that. Uh, I mean, I laughed and everything. But I overlooked it, ate my popcorn, and watched the show. And uh, really enjoyed it. it, And walking out, my thought was, as I'm talking to my son, that wasn't so bad. Um, I mean, it wasn't as bad as everybody said. I mean, But then again, Rico, as you often tell us, and others on the forum, you can't go by what the critics say because the critics, first off, don't like science fiction. And uh, secondly, there's there's something about movies that, you know, you just can't... It's subjective, you know? I mean, you, you go in and there's certain things that people like. And, and in particular, I kind of like a little bit of campiness in the movies. That's just me, you know? I mean, I like the first first season of Next Generation, so you know something's going on. So I'll, I'll just say that... Um, I like the movie. And I, mean, I didn't give it a whopping five stars. I gave it like three stars. But I didn't give it like one or less like the critics did. So that's my take. I didn't do any spoilers so on purpose because not everybody's seen it. But I think it's worth going to see on the big screen. So if it's still in the theaters where you're at and you haven't seen it because you heard bad bad reviews, just forget all that stuff and go to it on the big screen because... I think when it comes out on the smaller screen, it's not going to be as impressive. Just saying. Okay, that's my uh, take on Green Lantern. Back to you, Rico. Have an awesome, awesome rest of the podcast. Appreciate everything that you do. You rock. See you next week, everybody.
8: Well, thanks very much, Rick, for your comments on Green Lantern. Yeah, I, I kind of feel uh, the, the need to see it. I'm going to try to see it sometime soon. It, it's uh, Green Lantern, and I've said this on the podcast already, I think, before, uh, is not a character that I followed. I have read some comics, and I, I think part of the trouble, again, and I mentioned this, I think, previously, too, is is just he's a tricky character and a tricky uh, subject, and it, just the whole concept of Green Lanterns, I think, is a, is a little hard to do for a movie and granted it sounds like from what you said maybe the script could have been a little bit better in some of the dialogue and that it, it's fairly serious and fairly straightforward in the comics there is not there isn't a lot of comic type moments or elements in the comic books ever that in the ones at least that i've read they they they're pretty uh you know hal jordan is a fairly stiff character in general uh in the comics at least that i've seen for green lantern over the years so I don't know. Maybe they changed that uh, for the movie because of Ryan Reynolds or whatever. But I'll I'll definitely check it out when I get a chance, and, and I'll let you know what I think. It's I, I still think he's just a hard. That's just a hard character and a hard concept. It's it looks to me like they put a lot in the movie, uh, the story and the plot, and maybe it was a bit too much. Uh, you know, not quite like a, a down to earth kind of character in a way like Captain America, who I think is, you know, he he's he's turned into this super soldier, but he's still kind of this this scrawny little kid, and he he understands what that means, and it's the same thing like with a Peter Parker, a Spider-Man, these guys, you know, and and Hal Jordan, I guess, yeah, he's an average kind of guy, well, maybe not completely an average guy, he's a, you know, a fighter pilot, which is probably definitely not average, but, and then for him to be given this almost limitless power, in a way, is, is just, you know, That's that's maybe a little harder to do or something. Well, whatever. Uh, You know, I always think DC myself, the DC versus Marvel, DC are, you know, characters like Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman. I think they're just a little harder characters to do than the Marvel ones. The Marvel ones have always been, to me, like, you know, they could be the guy next door to you. It could be a mutant or a Spider-Man or whoever. And I think that's always made it a little uh, harder for DC to do good movies, although they're they're on the right track with the Batman films. I think they just need somebody who understands it a little bit. You know, if they had, like, somebody like a Joss Whedon, maybe, who had done Green Lantern, I, I think their, their chances might have been a little bit better. To create maybe a little tighter story, perhaps, and and the script would you know a little bit improved or whatever. But that's enough about that. Since I haven't even seen it anyway, I'm gonna take uh, I think a short break, and uh, then we're just gonna get right into I think talking about and playing the Voyager episode, the disease. And I've got a couple uh, not really collectible reviews, but I'll uh, be talking about a couple of new uh, Star Trek related collectibles coming. Or some that are out towards the end of the podcast and a few other things. So, anyway, uh, stand by. We'll have a short break and then we'll come back with the episode uh, from season five of Voyager The Disease. All right, here we go with Voyager's episode The Disease. We're coming up on a, a very long ship flying through space here, not Voyager. A very long, <laughs> long ship made up of all these different little modules, almost looking reminds me kind of of some of the ships you saw in the movie uh, Silent Running. Just some kind of very long, maybe like a generational ship, and then it sort of zooms in and pans in on a through a window and into a room, and it's uh, it's Harry Kim and some beautiful alien woman.
6: Don't worry, nobody saw us leave.
3: Hey, I need that. What if somebody tries Shh. to
8: call? She pulled off uh, Harry's combat and kind of tossed it across the room.
3: What was that? Don't worry. Come here. Oh. oh
8: <laughs> and she's kind of kissing Harry's chest, and he's starting to sort of like shimmer and glow during this. Uh, opening little teaser scene. And then we get into the uh, awesome opening for Voyager. This episode, let me give you some background, uh, like I usually try to do at the beginning. This is episode uh, from Season 5, Episode 17 for that season, production number 210. First aired back on February 24th, 1999, and this was uh, an episode... uh, the story is by uh, Kenneth Biller, and the teleplay is by Michael Taylor. Uh, directed by David Livingston, a pretty regular director on Trek episodes. I wanted to, to cover an episode that uh, was kind of a you know romantic uh, or something like that related to uh, Voyager. Voyager was kind of next up on the list, and I, I, I'm always interested in those episodes, especially uh, on the various Trek series, because I don't think they do enough of them. And especially something like Voyager, where they're lost, you know, across the quadrant, and uh, or into another quadrant, I should say, in the Delta quadrant, and they're, you know, the chances of them ever getting home uh, are are pretty slim, and probably going to be a long time in coming. And uh, if you remember, Harry Kim did leave a, uh, was it his fiance? I'm trying to recall, or or a, a pretty regular, steady girlfriend, way, you know, back on Earth at the time and uh, probably would never see her again so the idea that these people out there would either start getting into relationships aboard you know with the rest of the crew on voyager or or just with others that they meet along the way and in this case this alien woman uh, that harry kim gets involved with happens uh in this episode so i thought Captain's that would be a nice little change after to two look weeks at this. we're close
0: to repairing the varro's warp drive then there's the Varro crew. I'm starting to think they'd rather give up warp travel than accept help from strangers.
10: I thought we agreed central control would be off limits.
0: We did, but I need to access your warp assembly.
10: That is classified.
0: We have to reconfigure the assembly if we're going to finish this job.
10: Then consider it finished.
0: We've come this far.
10: You've turned our ship upside down for two weeks. I've yet to see any results. This actor
8: uh, check the uh, who's injectors. done a lot of television, uh, Charles Rocket, is uh, this alien guy here. Back online.
0: All you need now is a jolt of antimatter from Voyager's engines and you'll be back in business. I think
8: his name is like jippick or something like that.
0: You know, I can understand why you're distrustful of other species. Frankly, we've had a rough time in the Delta Quadrant ourselves. But our two species have made remarkable progress working together to repair your engines. We've come a long way since you ignored our opening hails. Let's not throw all that away.
10: I'll admit we do share some things in common
0: we're both on long journeys looking for allies in many ways we're like cousins cousins well distant cousins think about it 400 years ago you started out the same way we did a single starship a small crew facing the unknown and now centuries later you've grown into a generational ship with a history and culture all your own when i look at your vessel i can't help but wonder if i'm seeing voyager's future our journey could easily last several generations.
8: Some of uh, what you see yeah, in the sets saying? in this episode are redressed from uh, former Borg you know, uh, warp equipment warp and warp. things like yeah. that that they've used when they met up with Standing. the Queen. and of
0: couplings are online. We're ready for the antimatter transfer. Then let's get I started. like Janeway here Janeway too. Devorin she's definitely status.
8: getting her hands ready dirty, helping the, with An the repair. The she's the kind transfer. of all messed up. Her uniform's kind of open a little on the top, and she's I'm got some like grease and stuff on her head. It's working.
0: Keep your fingers crossed. Luck.
8: and on her uniform you know it, it I, I i like it when when captains on on star trek get really involved in things and don't just leave it to the rest of their crew that's probably why i'm such a big kirk uh, kirk fan you know but uh now we're back into this uh into this alien woman's quarters
6: if you're planning on leaving through the viewport you might want to get dressed the interstellar vacuum might get a little chilly
3: what? Oh. Funny.
6: Come back to bed.
3: I can't sleep. Cuddle. I can't cuddle.
6: I told you we're not gonna get caught. If someone had seen us, they would have reported it by now.
3: I'm violating about half a dozen regulations by just being in this room.
8: And what we did earlier? Woman is uh daring. I don't know if Starfleet even Tal- has a is her character's for name.
6: What are you saying?
8: Played by a Musata Making Vonder.
6: Is a crime your I think
8: she's an yes. Indian actress. No. Uh, what I'm saying is, it's a breach of protocol.
6: How romantic.
3: The captain instructed all away teams: no personal interaction with
8: the Varro crew. I violated a direct order.
6: Come back to bed.
8: That's oh, an order. Come on, Harry. You've already gone that far anyway, so stop having, uh, you know, morning remorse.
6: Are all humans so jumpy?
8: No. Only me. I think Garrett Garrett Wong does a great job in this uh this episode. It really is a, a chance he's for him to, to transfer, you know, shine a little bit more. we get down there. We're late. <laughs> what
10: are you waiting
6: for? To see what you look like in my uniform.
8: <laughs> yeah, he's so quickly grabbing stuff. He's he's pulling he's pulling post, on her uniform and not his.
3: Execute. Funny. We better go in separately.
0: Impressive.
2: Just trying to orchestrate the antimatter flow.
0: You should try some Chopin when you're done. <laughs> Look who showed up for the final movement. Excuse me?
2: Just a little late for the joke, as well as the job. I was checking the manifolds in segment 22.
10: Warp reactions destabilizing. Paul.
0: I can't find the problem. Less than a minute away from multiple core breaches. Avoid the transfer. Hmm,
10: so much for finger-crossing.
0: Balana, I'm reading microfractures all over the hull.
10: Why couldn't we detect that before?
0: Good question. We'll have to check the hulls on each of your vessel's segments.
8: That'll take days. The
0: sooner we start, the sooner we finish.
8: I was wrong earlier. too. this Val character played by Musata Vonder is uh, from South Africa. Friendly people. Uh, she's uh, a lot of bad experience. Quite a bit of stuff, actually. Television and things.
2: Well, I don't know. Seems like your first contact went pretty well. What's that supposed to mean? I'm just wondering where you disappeared to today. I told you I was checking the plasma conduits in. In segment 22. I know. They must have sonic showers over there. You're a lot cleaner than you were when you left. <sighs> you are such a lousy liar. Haven't you learned anything from me after five years? She's cute. <laughs> Who? That assistant engineer, Tal. Cute enough. Oh, here we go again. What? You, going after impossible women? Uh, a hologram, an ex-Borg, the wrong twin, and now a girl from a xenophobic species?
3: You're right. You're absolutely right. I'm putting her out of my mind, I promise.
2: Good. Glad to hear it. I'm due back on the bridge. See you in the morning.
8: Yeah, that's probably not gonna stay Computer, there.
2: Computer, open a channel to Varro ship,
3: segment 16, station 204. Encode transmission with security protocol Alpha 7.
6: Channel open. What took you so long? I've been waiting 22 minutes for you to call.
3: I was testing myself, seeing how long I could resist calling you. And? I lasted 22 minutes.
6: <laughs> Should I feel complimented or insulted?
3: Since this is the first chance I've had to open a com link complimented.
6: So, you liked what happened?
8: Yeah. A lot.
6: Enough to try it again. now mm-hmm. oh, they're doing a little Absolutely. eye chat
8: here. I've got to be honest.
3: I wasn't expecting something so different. Neither
6: was I. Our species look so similar. Well, at least on the surface.
3: I would have never guessed when it came down to the basics. Well, let's just say... The birds and bees will be very confused.
2: Birds and bees? I'm telling you, you should take a look at their database. They've got some pretty amazing stuff on that ship. Stuff? (laughs) Their environmental control systems, for instance. It's completely regenerative. Zero waste. Impressive. It can be programmed to create almost any habitat. If you wanted to, you could recreate Vulcan in your quarters with that system. Why would I want to? (laughs) A little taste of home in the Delta Quadrant. Think about it. Springtime on the shores of Lake Yarin. I require a desk and a bed. Nothing more. You're missing the point. No doubt. These people have been traveling for 400 years. They've learned a thing or two about living comfortably. Our systems are more than adequate. Ah,
5: I give up. After only two minutes? Tuvok, how do you do it? I wait until his own illogic overwhelms him. (laughs)
8: Ah, Tuvok.
5: I'm detecting an unauthorized transmission. Origin unknown. It's been encoded. Find out where it's going. Uh,
8: Ah, who could that be be? be now, I Uh, guess? Uh, Harry for for a little midnight call to his girlfriend.
6: On a distant moon, where the air is warm and the gravity is light, no bulkheads around me, where if I walk too quickly, I can almost fly.
8: Like that. It seems kind of like he what could just you? have used it as Why a regular transmission and said they were be? talking over, you know, some kind of Besides repair procedure or something.
6: <laughs> Besides my cabin.
8: But, uh, sorry, you know, I could see him trying to hide it.
6: And what would you do if you were here? Now? This very moment.
3: Uh, I'd ask you to dim the lights. And what if I said...
2: Okay. So we leave the lights on. The message has been sent to the Varro ship. Segment 16. Living quarters. Uh, Commander? I think I can track that down for you. Hold on. Something's wrong. I'm losing the signal. Tall? The transmission has ended. (laughs) It was a transmission. Could have just been a glitch in the comm system. Run a diagnostic.
8: So, uh, Tom, uh, Paris kind of covered up, problems, uh, Harry easy. Kim's little They're transmission because he knew what was going on. And, come up empty. and
5: I'm hoping we'll do cut a better the transmission
8: for
2: We should them. form smaller teams to maximize efficiency.
5: Agreed. We'll work in Paris. Now, what I'd like to do is start with their reactor room where we first detected the problem. You owe me. Team what? what? Eyes front.
3: Last night I had to sabotage the and comm, the comm system, and system to cover your tracks. called
2: her, didn't you? Guilty. How long has this been going on? The truth? From the moment we first saw each other? It was like touching an open plasma relay. (laughs) Sounds serious. Maybe it is. Has it occurred to you that you're breaking a few dozen
7: protocols?
2: We know what we're getting into.
7: do you? Our duty assignment. We're to survey the generational ship from Astrometrics.
8: So Harry just got paired up with seven of James nine. Alpha
7: and Gamma have finished scanning sections one through
8: sixteen. Probably not his, you know, put his favorite assignment. Shame, but
7: the vessel's technology is impressive, but its construction is haphazard.
3: I guess they sort of improvised as they went along.
8: They have some pretty long and, and seven, uh, you've detailed been humans for a while now. Uh, effect shots in this uh, uh, CGI shots love. that haven't been done a lot on on tracker. We're or scanning Voyager for micro fractures.
7: I don't see the relevance. Just curious. Parental some love, what, romantic love. What was created here specified. is uh,
8: by a group called romantic Foundation love. Imaging. Took a long time based to on do sexual some of the design, CGI's for
7: this uh, ship.
3: I guess I'm asking the wrong person.
7: Not at all. Borg have referenced this condition in over 6,000 assimilated species.
3: <laughs> condition? You make it sound like a disease.
7: Physiologically, it bears a striking similarity to disease. A series of biochemical responses that trigger an emotional cascade, impairing normal functioning. Forget it. <laughs> Are you in love, Ensign?
3: I guess that's what I've been asking myself.
8: <sighs> and now, Harry's, uh. You're skin glowing. Gin just. Yeah, I was glowing. I oh, beg your pardon?
7: Your epidermis luminesced.
8: Huh.
3: Must be the lighting in here.
7: No, it was you. You should report to sickbay. It's nothing. You must comply.
8: <laughs> Resistance is futile. Yeah, it's uh, obviously Lie affecting still. him I feel fine. being no with you're feeling the wonderful. Uh, alien Your beta tall. endorphins
3: are abnormally elevated. Really? You've been spending a lot of time on the generational ship. Do you recall coming into contact with any toxins? Antimatter radiation? Maybe
8: no. a alien in bed. Maybe something
3: in one of their medical bays. A biological agent. No. Did you consume any of their cuisine? No.
7: Doctor, there is unusual synaptic activity in his cerebral cortex.
3: No kidding. This could be the work of an alien virus. We'll have to initiate full quarantine protocols.
4: Inform the captain and request a bio-alert. Wait!
3: There's no need for that. I can explain. I'm listening. Could you give us some privacy?
7: If there is the possibility of an epidemic, the doctor may require my assistance.
3: There isn't, and he won't. Please.
8: Yeah. Okay, Doc. Doc, we have Dr. Patient Confidentiality, don't we? (laughs) Last night,
3: I had an encounter with one of the Varro. Encounter? A personal encounter. Specifically? Sex. We had sex. You had intimate contact with an alien species without medical clearance? It was in the heat of the moment. I didn't think anything like this would happen. Correction, if you'd been thinking, you would have considered the risks and exercised restraint. Sit down. You'll need a full biomedical workup, and your friend will have to come in as well. Do we have to drag her into this? It is my medical responsibility, which I'm sorry to say also requires me to report this to the captain.
8: Uh Uh-oh. Harry's in trouble now.
0: I expected more from you.
3: I'm sorry. I... don't know what I was thinking.
0: Don't you? I've seen Tall. She's an impressive young woman, beautiful. But that's no excuse to ignore your obligations as a Starfleet officer. Yes, ma'am. There's a reason you took a semester of interspecies protocol at the Academy. There's also a reason why the handbook on personal relationships is three centimeters thick.
3: All Starfleet personnel must obtain authorization from their CO as well as clearance from their medical officer before initiating an intimate relationship with an alien species. Well, I guess Kirk didn't uh, read that part your recitation of the comes
8: book. a little
0: late. According to the doctor, your condition isn't life-threatening. There's no reason to confine you to sickbay. But I do agree with his recommendation to run full bioscans on both you and Tal. And her people need to be told so they can evaluate any bio-threat you might have introduced into their population. We're trying to help these people, Hanson, earn their trust. I was even hoping they might return the favor, share their technology, their insights into long-term space travel, but your little escapade put that in jeopardy.
3: Permission to speak freely. With all due respect this wasn't a fling. I've really gotten to know Tall. And I've developed true feelings for
0: her. Noted. But there are regulations. And you've broken them. I'm entering a formal reprimand into your record. And I'm ordering you to break off this relationship. Do you understand? Yes, ma'am. Dismissed.
8: Yeah, it's probably not gonna go over that easy with Harry. I don't think, uh, you know. Kind of like, um, yeah. I wanted to share a few secrets. I don't concerns. think he's going to stop right some away. What do you though, think?
10: I noticed some mess hall supplies had disappeared. Liquid nutriments, emergency rations, nothing to warrant a red alert, but
5: I took the liberty of investigating on my own. Take a look at this. Unauthorized use of the mess hall replicator is hardly a felony. It wasn't just unauthorized. Someone accessed the ship's environmental controls from that station. Life support was routed to Jeffrey's tube, G-33, deck 15. Isn't that section normally uninhabited? Whoever did this encoded the procedure so it wouldn't be detected.
8: Yeah, well, where are you going to go for a little privacy aboard uh, a starship anyway, you know? It appears we have intruders.
4: It looks like a varro-scanning device. Breathable oxygen is confined to this chamber, and the area or immediately behind this is hatch... somebody
8: else? Stand back. <sighs> yeah, this episode ends up having a, another sort of little subplot that they tacked Man. on uh, outside of the Harry, Kim, and, and Tall. work. Uh,
6: no, connection, I'm just and myself with romantic
8: uh, relationship. What if I have had the
6: chance to actually see that pulsar field? Go there instead of just squinting at it through long-range sensors.
3: Too far off your course, huh?
6: Too close to an inhabited planet. They might make contact with us. It's too dangerous. It's always the same thing. The mighty generational ship. All we do is run away from anything that's different. But that's gonna change.
3: I'm afraid I've got some bad news. I, uh... I can't see you anymore. Captain's orders.
6: How did she find out?
3: Something happened to me this morning. I had a strange sensation and then my skin luminesced just like last night.
6: It shouldn't have happened. Our species are too dissimilar.
3: What shouldn't have happened?
6: We call it Olanvora, the shared heart. When two of us merge, you know the biological connection we had last night? It becomes stronger. It won't hurt you, Harry. But it will change you. It'll change both of us. Bring us closer.
3: So can this process be reversed?
6: time if we stay away from each other but if we don't the more we're together the harder it'll be to stop it but then you have your orders
3: orders it's an old story boy meets girl from the wrong side of the galaxy boy loses girl
6: and girl loses boy
3: It's not like we didn't know this was going to end.
6: At least we had two weeks.
3: Two great weeks.
8: Curious, like know, is, our you know we Probably not listening to Captain us. Janeway. in this to tell
5: one. us how you got here?
1: Through a docking port.
8: And they're uh, right now uh, triggered an intruder alert. Interrogating this guy, the they found in the Jeffrey too.
1: It doesn't matter how I got here. I'm not going back.
5: That remains to be seen. You haven't explained your reasons for leaving the generational ship. I'm not a criminal, if that's what you think.
1: If you leave me at the next inhabited system, I'll manage from there. This guy the next stop
8: is, uh, is the brig. The actor is Christopher Moore. He's a stowaway aboard Voyager. and Well, you'll learn a little bit more about that here I came
1: shortly. aboard four days ago with one of the work details. Why? Our ship's not the paradise our leaders make it out to be. There are thousands of us who feel like prisoners and others who... Continue. There are... Rumors of a... movement. People who want to leave the ship. Some of them are willing to take violent action.
2: Can you be more
1: specific? This is a trick. A trick? You're trying to get me to expose the movement. Our leaders put you
5: up to this. On the contrary. We haven't even told them we found you. You're lying. I don't have time for a debate. You asked for asylum? Fine, I'll consider it. But only if you answer my questions. What movement? Contact the Varro authorities. Let them know we've found one of their people. And take him to the brig.
1: You can tell the authorities that I'm not the only one. There are hundreds more like me.
5: About this supposed uprising?
0: Trepek said the rumors are just that. Rumors. But he's questioning our stowaway just to be certain. New protocols for working with the Varro. After the incident with Anson Kim, they insisted we keep our crew segregated. That's pretty severe. Harry violated protocol, frankly. I understand their position.
5: Is that why you came down so hard on him? A formal reprimand for being intimate with a
0: young woman? I know it seems a little extreme. But I wanted to leave a lasting impression
5: Chocolate growing pains Well, he looks pained, all right Until now, he's had a spotless record Maybe you should reconsider
0: What are you implying?
5: Are you angry because Harry disobeyed orders Or because he let you down?
0: I set the same standards for all my officers
5: If I object to one of your decisions, you'll hear me out Even insist I speak up
0: You're my first officer, he's an ensign he hasn't earned the right to question my orders, whatever his personal views. I see. Engineering to the captain. Yes. We found something.
8: I kind I'm of agree way. with Janeway in this one a little bit. Uh, you know, Will your officers make a habit of seducing the species they encounter. Certainly not. <laughs> Just a guy That's named Kirk does, but other than that, no, concession. not
0: really.
10: I find that difficult to believe. We don't share your cavalier attitude toward intimacy.
0: Our attitude is anything but cavalier. Ensign Kim has already been reprimanded. What about Tal? What happens to her?
10: In our society, mating is taken very seriously. When two people choose each other, the bonding is permanent. They become biochemically linked. Separation is rare. It induces illness, sometimes fatal. What's to become of Tall when your ensign flies off in search of his next conquest?
0: Captain! You found something? We've detected microfractures in one of Voyager's docking ports.
10: Microfractures? That's the same problem we've been
7: having. A coincidence? I had suspicions that it wasn't. Seven confirmed them. Observe. Silicon-based parasites which feed on duranium alloys. Apparently they began replicating on the Varro ship's hull several months ago and then migrated to Voyager.
0: We analyzed them and found
7: artificial gene sequences. The parasites are synthetic. They may have been created by someone aboard your vessel.
10: Sabotage? I don't believe it.
7: Perhaps not everyone is content to be in your collective.
8: Yeah... it's not so great there all the time, is it? But, but, you know, destroying the ship that you are living on seems a little extreme, I guess. If you're, you know, not happy with it, you're going to destroy your. Tolly, you there. The, the only thing that's keeping you? you basically alive. I can't keep this comlink open. Where are you?
3: By my computer.
8: Okay. Get ready for a ride. I'm locking on. A ride? Yeah, so here he uh, beams tall away from the, her ship, the Varro ship, and uh, into uh, a shuttlecraft. Yeah, into shuttle a shuttle craft? on Voyager. A short-range vessel. We use it for way missions.
6: We can go anywhere we want?
3: Anywhere. For a while, anyway. Huh? I'm not due back on Voyager until 1900 hours. They think I'm still out repairing a hull fracture. I finished early.
6: <laughs> <laughs> You're a fugitive now. How many protocols did you break this time? Let's see: unauthorized use of a shuttlecraft, kidnapping,
8: direct violation of the captain's orders. Oh, he's just crazy. a bad boy now, like you know, just doing all kinds of crazy stuff. But would the shuttle Limitation? record oh, all this? But That's I, the weapons array. I guess that they uh, you know, he could he could change orders. the log, you know, delete the. Uh, well, they
6: could use a good cleaning. Delete the
8: history, you know, just like you do in uh, browsers.
6: Let's go somewhere. Where? There's a nebula about three hundred thousand kilometers from here. I've been watching it on the sensors for the past few days. Oh, I would love to see it with my own eyes. Have a seat. Oof.
8: Yeah, going off for a little joyride in the shuttle. That's gonna be a hard one to cover up. Look at this. It's like he's not even it's trying to cover it up in anymore. The
6: must act as a gravitational anchor. <laughs> There's so much data here, it'll take weeks to analyze. You have a storage device. We need to download these readings. I
8: need my USB stick with me. What? Don't you have I one? I've just never seen anyone so excited about a Class
3: 3 Nebula before.
6: Mm-hmm. Maybe you've been taking them for granted.
3: Maybe I have. Don't stop. You're beautiful when you're scanning. <laughs> what
6: would you say to every girl you take for a ride?
8: That's a great line. You you're beautiful the trail of when you're scanning.
6: The Delta
3: Actually, problem? <sighs> stray radiation from the nebula. I thought it was the proximity alarm.
6: You said we had a couple of hours. No one's going to come looking for us.
3: No, you don't know Commander Tuvok. If he sees one electron out of place, he calls for red alert. <laughs> uh, here we are alone, and all I can think about is duty and orders.
6: Those things are important. I think about them, too. But sometimes you need to follow a different kind of protocol. If you believe in something strongly enough, you can't ignore it. Even if it means breaking a few rules.
8: I'm kind of surprised. That's why I took the shuttle. That they haven't changed these do, alien look like at all. No gonna no forehead mess. things, no ears, no anything. I like some kind of. Uh, no, nothing on their nose. Uh, uh, maybe they did Except that, that on purpose, I don't know. Starfleet
3: officer. Top of his class. Captain of the Velocity Team. Interstellar Honors. First field assignment. Bridge officer on a Starship. Every cadet's dream come true. You're not a program.
6: In fact, I envy your freedom. I mean your crew's mission to seek out life. What could be more liberating? You explore the unknown. Don't be afraid to explore what's happening between us.
8: Yeah, she's a... it's a really good, believable relationship between the two of them in this episode. It, it it's it's Oh no. It seems very natural. The Delta Flyer.
6: Commander Tuvok?
3: We're being hailed.
6: Well, you better answer them before they open fire.
2: Kim here. Ensign, you are in direct violation of the Captain's orders. Return to Voyager immediately, and bring Darren Tall with you. Yes, sir, but why bring Tall? She's wanted by the Varro authorities, regarding an act of sabotage.
8: And this brings sort of the two plot points together in this episode. We found a schematic
10: for the parasite on your personal database. You realize this could destroy our ship, our home? To some of us, it's more like a prison. So you've resorted to sabotage, no doubt involving him. Mr. Kim's complicity remains to be proven.
6: He had nothing to do with our movement. Movement? Tell them.
10: It's none of their concern. If you want our help, you'll need to explain. She's referring to a small group of dissidents. It's
6: not a small group. There are hundreds of us. What are you trying to achieve? Our freedom. The right to live as we choose. To
2: go where we choose. How will you accomplish that if your vessel is destroyed?
6: We're not trying to destroy it. We're trying to dismantle it. The Parasites weren't placed randomly. They're targeting the linkages between segments. Each segment will become its own ship. People can decide whether to go or stay.
10: You're destroying the work of every generation that came before you. Our ship isn't just a collection of modules. It's an expression of unity, tradition.
8: Yeah, so they're not trying to completely destroy their uh, their ship in this. Just uh, take it apart a little bit.
0: If those segments come apart, there could be decompressive explosions. Most likely casualties. Is that what you want? You know more about the Parasites than we do. You could help us.
10: Captain, she's a criminal.
0: And maybe your only chance of stopping a catastrophe. Set up a data link with Voyager. We'll do what we can from our end. Tall.
6: I'll help you slow down the Parasites so you can evacuate the segments in danger.
8: Yeah, the, uh... er Original, I don't Let's think it said started. yet. The writer of this uh, story, Ken Biller, wasn't really happy with this subplot. He wanted to just stay focused on the relationship between, Captain. Ensign. Right between now, the, the only two uh, standing between of them. between you and the
0: Brig is this report. The doctor's bioscans confirm that you and Hall have developed some sort of biochemical bond. Clearly, it's affected your behavior, so I have to assume that's why you disobeyed my orders. Report to sickbay. You'll be confined there until this is over. Captain! I told you to report for treatment. I don't want treatment! In my ready room.
8: I like this, you know. We, we get Janeways.
0: You've got 30 seconds before I have to Drag you
3: to sick bay. Captain, I am not sick. I didn't disobey your orders because I'm under some alien influence. I disobeyed your orders because Tal and I are in love, and it's not right for you to keep us apart. You listen to yourself. You don't sound anything like the Harry Kim I know. Good. I have served on this ship for five years and said yes ma'am to every one of your orders, but not this time.
0: You're willing to risk your rank, your career over this?
3: Have you ever been in love, Captain?
0: Your point? Did your skin
3: ever flush when you were near another person? Did your stomach ever feel like someone hollowed it out with a knife when you were apart? Did your throat ever swell when you realized it was over? Seven of nine. Seven of nine told me love's like a disease. Well, maybe it is. Pheromones, endorphins, chemicals in our blood, changing our responses, physical discomfort, but any way you look at it, it's still love. For the
0: sake of argument, let's say you're right. Your feelings for Tal are no different than mine for... What? The man I was engaged to marry? Well, I lost him. And you're going to lose Tall. you know that. What the doctor is offering you is a way to ease the pain. That man
3: you were going to marry. If you could have just taken a hypospray to make yourself stop loving him. So that it didn't hurt so much when you were away from him.
5: Would you have done that? Captain to
8: the bridge. We're detecting structural breaches yeah, on a good, the barbership. Good scene, real good scene there.
0: Take your
8: station. Their shields are weakening. She's still using Harry. One of the junctions is about to decompress.
0: On screen. Uh. Mr. Paris, release the docking clamps. Back us away. Docking controls are offline. I can't break us free.
8: Just blast their way out or something or rip it off if they have to. You get away from there?
4: Their shields are continuing to weaken. The superstructure will collapse in less than three minutes. If that happens while well, we're still docked.
0: Keep trying to break free. Janeway to borrow control room. What's your status? Tall was able
10: to slow the parasite's growth with a Polaron surge, but the junctions are still destabilizing.
0: How much longer until you've evacuated the affected areas? We need another two minutes at least.
2: I've got the docking controls back online. Initiate decompression sequence. Wait.
3: If we stay where we are and extend Voyager's structural integrity field around the Varro ship, we could buy them another minute or two. They could finish the evacuation. However, if an explosion occurs
2: while both ships are inside the field, neither vessel will survive. We can do it, Captain.
0: Keep us where we are. Janeway to Engineering. Taurus here. Divert all available power to the integrity field extended around the Varro ship. Understood. Voyager's
6: reinforcing our shields. Surprising, isn't it? A ship of outsiders risking their lives to save ours.
10: They're unusual people.
6: Or maybe the galaxy isn't as hostile as you think. All junctions are clear. What are you waiting for? Tell Voyager to move away.
10: I'm initiating another Polaron Surge when we can destroy these parasites.
6: It's too late. You'll only destroy Voyager along with our ship. Let them go. Let us go. Tall to Voyager. The evacuation's complete. Disengage your structural field and move to a safe distance.
2: Releasing docking clamps.
8: here again with the the ship sort of breaking apart as Voyager flies off all these sort of like the individual little pods there that are uh, breaking off from this huge sh- generational uh, ship I still think it's a little hard to f- believe that they could each individually, you know, be okay on Captain's their own like supplemental.
0: that but Most of the Varro have opted to stay together traveling in separate ships but the dissident group has been granted permission to break away and find their own path We wish them luck. Come in.
8: I guess if they stay sort of these modules in little groups, they could probably manage, I would think.
6: I wasn't sure I'd see you again.
3: The captain gave me permission to say goodbye.
6: How are you feeling? Lovesick. Me too.
8: You could stay there, Harry. Stay with her.
6: We have medications. I'll recover eventually.
3: So, where are you going?
6: <laughs> the Natori system. A pair of binary stars caught in each other's gravity. We passed within a parsec three months ago. Now we're going back for a real look.
3: Do me one favor. Anything. Next time you run across a Class three nebula, think of me. Chronic sleep loss, acute gastroenteritis. You must feel awful, yet you're still refusing treatment? Captain, just the person I wanted to see. This nonsense has gone on long enough. Order Mr. Kim to take his medicine.
0: Is his condition fatal? That's hardly the point. Will he recover without taking his medicine? Yes, but it could take weeks, even months. Well, then, if Mr. Kim
3: wants to suffer... Sometimes I think everyone on this ship has been possessed by
8: alien hormones. <laughs> would excuse me? Uh, doctor. Thank I you. guess I could understand
0: but that. i me, I have no intention of relieving you of your duties, no matter how lousy you feel. I understand. And the reprimand still stands. I've been thinking about how I reacted to your relationship with Tal.
3: You reacted like any Captain would? <sighs>
0: Probably. But I can't help wondering if my response would have been the same if it had been, say, Tom Paris instead of you. Oh, don't get me wrong. I still would have been angry and disappointed. But I wouldn't have been surprised.
3: Because Ensign Kim doesn't break the rules.
0: The truth is, Harry. I think about you differently than the rest of the crew. Which isn't to suggest that I don't care deeply about each of them, but you came to me fresh out of the Academy, wide-eyed with excitement about your first deep space assignment. From that first day, I've always felt more protective of you than the others.
3: I appreciate that. But that was five years ago. I've changed.
0: Yes, you have.
3: Maybe I'm not the perfect officer anymore.
0: Maybe not. But you're a better man.
9: last call
10: there's a bowl of soup in storage and I left the replicator online thanks good night
5: well I was
7: just closing up for the evening but if you need anything I'm here to see Ensign Kim Oh, good luck Ensign hmm Thank you. For what? You completed several of my astrometric scans this morning. You're welcome.
3: I had some time between duty shifts. Besides, it kept me occupied.
7: You are attempting to distract yourself from your emotional damage.
3: I wish I could say it was working.
7: A treatment to relieve your condition was available, and yet you refused.
3: I've got a disease, but I'm willing to live with the symptoms. Doesn't make much
2: sense, does it?
7: I assumed that romantic love was a human weakness. But clearly it can also be a source of strength. Perhaps my analogy was flawed. Love is not a disease. Get well soon.
8: there we have the disease from season five of voyager what do you guys think uh, i really like this one a lot uh, you know the idea that you know the upstanding harry kim kind of a you know goes against the captain's orders and 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 gets involved in this relationship with this alien woman and that she feels the same way and it's not just a you know it's not just a one night stand they care about each other and uh, it's you know it, it's something, of course, that happened in the original Trek a lot. <laughs> well, maybe not so much real serious with Kirk, although a couple of those relationships were pretty serious, like Edith Keeler and so forth. But, you know, here, uh, I, I really like that last scene there between, uh, well, the two, two last scenes in a way, Way between Janeway and uh, Harry Kim. And I like the uh, her comment about that. You know, if it was Tom Paris that had done this, she would have reacted probably differently. And it's interesting how that. I, I really find that interesting because of I, I've always noticed and found, especially you know, at different workplaces and in, in other areas of life, that people start to form sort of a, a kind of an idea and an impression of various people, and and then what they do you respond to it differently like if one person did it or another like let's you know in this case she would believe that Tom Paris would run off with an alien woman more than Harry Kim so she reacts a little more harshly and a little more strongly in a way than maybe if Paris had done it and and it's interesting too uh, especially since she's the captain you know she really needs to be fair and even and the same with all of her crew but you can even see that that's not always the case. So I, again, I like that and it makes them pretty human and, and real. And uh, anyway, good episode. I, I enjoy this one a lot and uh, we've got uh, a comment here from from Will Eagle on the forums about this episode, The Disease, and then I'm going to come back and I'll, I'll wrap up today's podcast. So take it away, Will.
11: Hello, everybody. This is Will. And I just wanted to make a comment on this week's episode of Treks in Sci-Fi. Rico is covering the Episode, The Disease, from Voyager's fifth Season. I got to watch it on Netflix, um, because I do have that now, and got to watch the whole episode. And I remembered parts of it as I watched it, but I I didn't remember how good the episode was. I thought it was a really good episode. Um, I really liked um, one of the parts in it when Tom covered for Harry when he was talking to his girlfriend that was on the alien ship. I just really liked that part. And I liked one of the scenes when they were... um, Kind of joking around on the on the bridge, Tuvok, uh, Paris, and Chicote were on the bridge and they were kind of joking around, and I thought that was kind of a neat thing to see on the uh, bridge for Voyager. I don't remember that going on a lot during the series, but I did enjoy that. One of my favorite parts is after Voyager um, finds out what happened on the uh, alien ship, where, of course that Harry's girlfriend was involved with, and they were having that meeting. And at the end of the meeting, Captain Janeway told Harry to report to sickbay. And he didn't want to do it. And when he walked out right behind the captain, when she went up on the bridge and kept on arguing with her, and she says, the ready room now, I was like, uh-oh. And I just thought that was a really good scene. I liked it. He didn't uh, just kind of, you know, go hide in a corner or anything. He just confronted her, stuck, stuck to his guns, and did what he wanted to do. I just thought that was really well done. Oh, good episode of Voyager. Glad you're covering it, Rico. And I'll talk to everybody later. Thanks a lot.
8: Well, thank you for your comments, Will. Always good to hear from you, and I'm glad you had a chance to watch this episode on Netflix, uh, the new uh, Trek streaming channel. (laughs) You know, all kinds of Star Trek to watch over on Netflix right now. Yeah, I, I like the scenes that you mentioned. There's there's a lot of good stuff in this in this episode, and uh, like I said, it's just a a self-contained episode, and uh, it gives some of the other characters a chance to shine a little bit in different ways, especially of course of Harry Kim. But you know, there's there's other little bits in this episode that happen. I like a seven. Seven of nine, and how she's trying to understand about love, and and trying to sort of comfort Harry a little at the end, and a lot of stuff, and, and the relationship, of course, between uh, Janeway and and Harry gets a little more fleshed out and developed here. It, it's just a it's just a real good episode for for season five. And I, I wish they had done more things like this, in a way, in Voyager. I think some of the—Voyager's they, they, a good series. I enjoy it a lot. and uh, But I think sometimes it got a little too techno in some cases. And I like these episodes that are a little more human, in a way, and involve the relationships and that. I mean, they had a lot of those, too. Eventually, you know, you have Paris and Bellana getting married and, and things and, and other stuff involving— Tuvok here and there, and Seven of Nine, and he Chakotay a little bit. And Janeway's about the only one that never really—I I guess it happened in that one where she's in that like little village on that planet, where I recall uh, sort of an, an Irish town, and she meets up with that guy. I can remember that one, but she didn't end up with a lot of relationships uh, throughout the series. So I think she was still hoping that uh, what was his name was it Tom or or, or that he, she Mark Mark I think is what his name was the the fiance that she left back on Earth uh, when she she got stranded in the Delta Quadrant so uh, just a few things to wrap up today's podcast one uh, always check out trexinscifi dot com for updates uh, places to donate uh, to the podcast uh, for iTunes reviews are always good uh, please join the forum if you're not a member that'd be great. Uh, Got some new people lately, and I'd love to have some more. Uh, Coming up on the show next weekend, we're going to be doing a Skype call. We're going to do it on Sunday, and I think we're going to do it at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm hoping 2 p.m. Eastern Time will be a good time. So it's going to be Sunday. Uh, on July 17th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. And we're going to talk basically about summer movies. And I'm hoping to uh, have a lot of discussion also about Harry Potter, which comes out next weekend. So I hope everyone can see it by, or a lot of you who want to join the Skype call can see it by Sunday. We're going to go on Saturday, I think, to see it. Lynn and I and and uh, maybe some friends, or we'll see who can go. But uh, anyway, Skype call next Sunday at 2 p.m., and that will be the podcast for next weekend. A couple last things to talk about. Uh, there's a, a company called Anovos. I think that's how you say it, A-N-O-V-O-S. It's doing some fairly high-end uh, uh, uniforms based on both the original series and the 2009 Abrams film. Just check them out over at Anovos.com, A-N-O-V-O-S.com. They have uh, some tunics available, uniform tunics. These are pretty expensive. They're in the order of like you know two to three hundred dollars, but they're really well done. Uh, this is pretty much looks very much like the original series uniforms. Also, the very much the ones for the 2009 Star Trek movie look great. They're up for pre-order right now, and will be available later this year, sometime around November-ish. So check that out when you get a chance. There's also going to be some new little mini Comic cat statues from QMX. And they've got uh, a little uh, image out of this, the uh, Kirk one that they're doing. These are sort of little animated, fairly small, about four or five inches tall. And they've done them for Firefly and for Galactica a little bit. And they're also now doing a Star Trek line of these little uh, small statues, these comic uh, from uh, Star Trek. So you can see them over at QMX Online, I think is their website.com. So check out those collectibles. Always cool stuff out there to buy. Uh, and uh, to add to your collection. So that's it for this week, everyone. Take care, and I will talk to you next week on Skype. I hope to have a lot of people join in on next Sunday's Skype call for Trex and Sci-Fi. Take care, everyone. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. This has been a Rick Dusty podcast production.